Our jargon for today is natural environment training, or sometimes you'll hear natural environment teaching. And the shortened version of this is NET. You'll see this and you'll say, oh, we'll be using NET. And you think, you're coming after my kid with a net? What is this going on? Uh, so what is natural environment training and what does it have to do with us? All right, our actual definition, natural environment training, is training and generalization of skills within the child's natural environment. And I do want to say that a lot of times I will pick the most convoluted actual definition so I can point out how ridiculous they are. I didn't want to do that with this one. And believe me, there were some more convoluted definitions that I could have chosen. But I didn't want to do that because this is so important to our kids doing well that I didn't, I, I, I didn't want to uh, make extra fun of it. But let's go to our working definition. Our working definition is using a child's world as their classroom. So when, when I uh, talk to people about ABA, and I'm thinking about just this weekend when we were at a walk and there were people that I would say, are you getting good quality ABA? And I was so surprised. Parents of kids who are diagnosed with autism who would say to me, I don't know what that is. I don't know what ABA is. And I would say, well, it's applied behavior analysis. And a couple of times people go, oh yeah, that's that thing where they sit at the table with kids with flashcards and they point to the cards and the kids just do it by memory. I don't want to do that. Uh, and I would say, okay, no, what you're talking about is DTT and DTT is a part of ABA, but it's such a small part of ABA. If you're getting good quality ABA, there will be a moment when they will sit at a table with a child with flashcards and work on something to introduce a skill. Because we know that to introduce a skill, to begin to teach it, DTT is very effective for many children many individuals, not for all of them. But we do know that if we want to get to the place that we, you know, I'm always talking about, let's get to the good stuff. If you want to get to the good stuff, you might do DTT for a hot minute right at the beginning of teaching a skill. But once the child or the individual starts to get a sense of what it is, we very quickly want to take that skill and put it in the natural environment. And we want to work on that skill in the natural environment because that's the only way that the skill is really going to become the their own and that they will learn how to learn essentially is the thing that we want to do. So if you are only, if you're having an ABA program and all they're doing is stuff at a table, mm, that's not good quality ABA. There has to be stuff anytime. I always say give that program legs. So if a child is learning something at the table, let's say that we're teaching, uh, red so that they understand it receptively and expressively. We want them to be able to hear red and understand what red is, and we want them to be able to look at red and be able to express themselves either through speech or through text or with the help of an augmentative device to be able to express red. And then think about all the different ways that we use the color red, because red can be the color on a two-dimensional thing. It could be three-dimensional, it could be brick red, it could be uh, light red, it could be dark red. All, or you could say, I was seeing red. What does that mean? So we want to teach red in this very global sense so that eventually we have a person who understands all the many ways that red can be a part of our lives. Um, so we start out by teaching DTT and introduce red, and we'll start with just a two-dimensional card of red, but very quickly, we want to get this child in every single environment that they're in. And so maybe we're sitting in the car and we go, 
oh, look at the stoplight. What color is it right now? And get the child, and maybe receptively, we're saying, look, the stoplight is red. Can you point towards the stoplight that's red? And they'll be pointing towards it. And then we'll say to them, what color is the stoplight now? Is it red? And, they'll, and get them to say red, or get them to type red, or, or use their device to say, it's red. We want them to get that. Then we're gonna take them to the park, and, and there'll be two balls. Which ball do you want? Do you want the red one or the green one? And hopefully we get to the point where they're saying, I want the red one, right? We need to take these things into the natural environment. Uh, and that's what natural environment teaching, natural environment training does. It uses their entire world as a classroom. This is so important for us as parents and as teachers to be looking at how many different ways can we get at this lesson to shore it up. We have our experts talk about opportunity, giving reinforcement and opportunity are the two best ways to teach anything. So if we take and teach something DTT at the table and then give it legs, take it to the grocery store and teach it at the grocery store, then it's that many more opportunities and that much more possibility for reinforcement, which means that many more possibilities to learn. Uh, when you get excited about natural environment training, you will see an individual grow. It is an amazing thing. So make sure that you're getting good natural environment training as part of your ABA program. All right, that's our jargon for today.